Hopefully we're all musicians. <laughs> I don't think it really matters, but get close enough. Like when you ask the crowd to clap along. <laughs> Nobody does. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ty, you're not usually on either, so. <laughs> so true. <laughs> it's from the art. Especially when the walkout song comes on. Oh, jeez. Yeah. It's from the heart. He just gets excited. I don't... I have a... uh, My heart, actually. I have a... What's it called, Jake? Arithmetism? An arrhythmia? An arrhythmia. Anyway, so that's why I'm always messed up. Yeah. Well, at least you have a reason. Here I go. (laughs) All right, um, this is episode one. Yes. Right? It is. Thank God. Um, welcome to the thing. <laughs> hey, everybody. We're really <laughs> glad you're here. Uh, we're, super, we're super excited to talk about everything and nothing at the same time. It's going to be great. Um, hopefully give yeah. you some unbiased opinions on life. Yeah. As we know it, right? Dude. It's a little biased. <laughs> what are you asking me for? <laughs> I just work here. We're, Does we're, uh, one of you guys want to talk a little bit about the idea, like where this is coming from, yeah. why we decided to do this? Yes, I could do that. Um, Go for it. So during this podcast, there may be times where you as a listener, um, all 10 of you at this point, might feel like you don't know when Nick is talking or when I'm talking because there's sometimes where we kind of overlap and they don't know who we are. But um, this is Tyler speaking. This is Nick. Right. <laughs> and this is Jake, by the way. <laughs> so get used to, get used to that. But um, yeah, we Maybe. wanted to do this podcast because... All three of us listen to podcasts on a daily basis in um, all sorts of different kinds, but also similar podcasts or even the same sometimes. But we, during, I think we were kind of talking about ideas while we were off the road because of a certain unnamed thing that's keeping all musicians <laughs> off the road <laughs> right now. We wanted to have something where we could still... Um, connect with people and also with with each other, Jake, Nick, and I, to be able to um, collaborate on something because we were so used to doing music and things together. This was something that we could connect on and connect with you guys, all 10 of you. So um, we're, we're really excited about it. We want to be able to talk about all sorts of topics, everything from entertainment to um, our very layman views of politics and uh, mm. things that are happening in the world. I don't know. Does that sound good to you guys? Sounds like fun to me. <laughs> it's episode one. It's free game, really. <laughs> Anything could happen. Yeah. So yeah. hang on. Put your I thought uh, for the first episode here, since we have nothing planned, uh, it would be cool to talk about, like, I don't know, where we got to this point. Um, so essentially, who we are and what we do, and also what our lives look like right now in the midst of this weird world, and yes. talk about how we all met, or you know, 
Yeah. Whatever you guys, whatever you guys want to talk about. Yeah, man, Jake, you should go first. We, I mean, you've, you've kind of been around the block with podcasts before. And (laughs) so, you know, you can tell, I don't know about that. He has the podcast voice. voice. (laughs) I just have a voice and it happens to (laughs) sound okay on podcasts. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I've done a couple, um, podcasts before this none of which have been overly successful in any way, but they're at least fun. I've found that um, they are just a really good way to find an excuse to stay connected with whoever you're doing it with. So I used to do one with a buddy of mine, and I do one with my sister, and it's kind of been an excuse for my sister and I to talk to each other every week, which is cool. So I'm looking forward to that because, like you guys said, typically during this season, it's summer right now, um, we're all like playing a lot of shows together. Um, I've yeah. kind of noticed noticed that in my life that I'm really missing, you know, being able to play music in the summer. It's kind of like the thing that I look forward to the most in the summer. Yes. So, yes. Um, so we naturally get a lot of time to hang out through that. Um, but since none of us live in the same city, I think this would be cool. <laughs> yeah, we're actually <laughs> it's a good excuse. <laughs> all three of us on a different time zone right now. So. Coordinating this was like trying to herd cats for sure, but we made it. We did make it. We're here. We did make it. Here we are. Yeah, so I I don't have the the luxury of being able to play music year-round like you guys do. So that's why I kind of think of things as like show season and not show season because typically when I play with you guys, it's mostly in the summer. I'm all right with that. Yeah, I, mean, I like seasons. summer's a great time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, What's the off season then, Jake? What do you, I mean? What have you been doing? Just um, yeah, I mean, I just kind of twiddle my thumbs. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, right. It, in the off season, my day job is I'm a I'm a mechanical engineer uh, for a tech company here in Kansas City. So called Garmin. <laughs> no, it's Thanks. a really small. I've <laughs> never heard of it. Thanks about 50 people um, mm. in a small, a little shoebox-sized <laughs> office. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I do. Um, to me, it's kind of not as exciting as um, it sounds. You know, I tell people for the first time, they usually think it's like super cool. And they're like, "Wow, you work for a, a tech company, electronics company," and then they ask, start asking questions and. You kind of start to explain it to them, and you see them gloss over because they like instantly don't care anymore. <laughs> Once they find out that you're not working on like the iPhone, they're like, "Oh, I, yeah, or I, the next nuclear I weapon." Care. I don't care anymore. So, um, but yeah, no, it's cool. It keeps it keeps me super busy. Um, luckily, we've been able to stay open and stay operating um, during this unnamed thing that's yeah, been keeping a lot of people out it. of work, but. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I do. Yeah. And that's awesome. That actually, um, Nick and I are big tech guys ourselves, I guess. I'm probably more so than him unless it comes to guitar pedals and amplifiers. (laughs) And then he knows all the, all the knobs to turn when it comes to that. But, um, we kind of grew up though, like with a bunch of gadgets and stuff and you've always mm. been you've always been the one that's kind of collected those and and had like the latest thing and been like Me? hey bro check this out yeah yeah i have i've always got the newest hdmi cable for sure <laughs> that's necessary but um yeah 
So um, I won't speak for Nick, which I do most of the time <laughs> if we're on stage. <laughs> <laughs> on stage but, all the time. Yeah, but we're not. So they're finally going to get to know you, unfortunately, brother. They're gonna... Sad, really. Yeah, your dark, mysterious persona is going <laughs> to be, be ruined gone. by this podcast. <laughs> this unnamed thing has really brought out a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but we play music. Um, we're basically on the road about two-thirds of the year. And um, this this thing that we're in now as a country and as a world has sort of put us on, um, we're at home. And so we're just trying to still maintain our business that we always call it. You know, I mean, first and foremost is the music and the writing, but um, it's still something that provides for each of us, for our families, for our day-to-day. And um, we, you know, usually... Uh, right now, it's, it's getting to be late summer. Now we usually are on the road, and this would be prime festival season, like Jake talked about. So, this is really the best payoff as a musician right now is being outside, playing these festivals, um, going to towns where people may not even know you, but they just show up because there's a band outside and it's mm-hmm. nice weather. Um, so we're really missing that right now. That would be kind of the ideal thing for us if work was normal. But, um, as we go into the winter here, um, usually we take the winters off to record music and, uh, record an album. Um, I know that we, we've still been talking about doing that. And I think as any business, you're trying to find ways to keep afloat during this really weird time. Brother, do you want to say anything about, um, you know, that Yeah, it's been weird, man. Like, we've been writing pretty much since the spring and just kind of had access to, like, being in one place almost too long. Like, you start going a little stir-crazy, and it's been good to get outside and work on things but it's also really tough to just kind of like break away from that routine and yeah like you guys said it just kind of sucks right now that we're not able to be out meeting people and just you know doing the normal thing but I think it's presented a lot of opportunities for a lot of different people too and it's been good for me personally to slow down and, and try to work on some things and deal with some things and it's also hard too because I feel like as a musician you have this I think Willie Nelson calls it like picker syndrome you know like Mm. you're just ready to play for somebody at -hmm. some point and there's just there's nothing so it's like you know we can't really we can't really do events and shows I mean we've been asked and and there's people that have said you know they've set it up in a certain way but just for like safety and health of everybody we can't as yeah, much well, as we want to. The majority you know? of it requires some sort of travel. And mm-hmm. I think the travel in itself is a little bit of a... It's a risk, man. Yep. Risky biz. Yeah, yeah, because we'd love to go to all of them. I mean, we'd love to play everything right now, but if yeah. we can't get there safely... 
Yeah, but it's cool, too, because we've kind of been sending each other stuff lately, too, like, you know, working on a riff or an idea and just having access to, like, a little bit of a creative space where we each are mm. has yeah. been really fun to, like, you know, get Jake to play a, a you know, you know <laughs> to throw be honest, a rhythm on top of something. or Yeah, it's been I, fun. You know. I kind of feel like this is the first time that I've really been able to relax while making music. You know, I've always felt... A little bit of a pressure since it's my job to have a lot of material by the time we're ready for the album or whatever. But this has really felt like I am a lot quicker to abandon a terrible idea for a song mm. right now because I'm like, I have the time to write something a lot better. And I think it's really been beneficial as far as songwriting um slash recording studio time for us to be off the road because bands don't usually get i shouldn't call this (laughs) (laughs) nick and i have been joking since like 2013 that we should just take a year off and and maybe we're the reason this happened because (laughs) you jinxed everybody (laughs) yeah it's our fault but the whole world but I it's really been think, nice. it, yeah, in some ways it Silver has been. Yes, because we've been able to. Um, the road is such a commitment and a an expenditure for bands. So to be able to be home and work on music is kind of a season that we never have taken for ourselves. And this is, I can already tell, just the trials and things that this. Um, the state of the world right now has caused for every um, business, for for everyone, has really made us rethink, like, what do we hold most valuable? You know, did we think that the road was the most important thing? Well, maybe we did, because now that we're not on the road, we're kind of taken back to the music or... Um, the connections and things we had with people. It's been amazing to see people that um, have still just been reaching out constantly and, and asking for content and things while we're not on the road. Because right now, we that would be our service to people, you know, is mm-hmm. live performance. And so in a way, it's really made us rethink what's most important, that the music is the most important thing. It's not necessarily about being on the road and, um, you know, eating at all of our favorite burger joints and getting all of our favorite local beers. Maybe it's actually about, like, the music, and that's what kind of brings everybody together. So we, it's been, a, like Nick said, um, a silver lining, kind of, right? Yeah. yeah. I think it makes you appreciate what you have more, too. You know, people, I think, have been in this hungry state of wanting content and wanting music and wanting to like go experience a live show and just the communal aspect of it so you know it's been tough because for a while you know you could do an instagram live or a facebook live and then pretty soon that's just kind of obsolete because it's oversaturated and so you start to get creative and start to think outside the box and i think that's kind of why we all thought this podcast was a good idea because it was like they got the music right now, but they <laughs> don't really have the stories. And mm. and to talk more about that and like how we all 
kind of met and, and just backgrounds and influences and things I think can really connect with people too. Yeah. So we should talk about how we met sort of yeah, how we all yeah. came together. Right. <laughs> yeah. Cause oh, we I all, we, we all met at different times. Yeah. Ironically. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Nick kind of met Jake first. And well, first, I, I first Nick, Jake. Nick met Tyler first. <laughs> I did meet Tyler first and foremost. Several years ago. <laughs> Long time ago, known him for <laughs> I've known him his whole life, pretty much. Did yeah, he want to much. hang out with me? Debatable. <laughs> <laughs> for anyone who hasn't caught on yet, Nick and Tyler are brothers. If you're not here from the Talbot Brothers uh, Instagram page, Nick and Tyler are are, are brothers. Yes, real yes. brothers in a real band playing. <laughs> it's it's real a rare music. thing. Debatable if they're playing real music. Yeah, we, we get asked all the time, are you guys really brothers? And we're like, it's in the name, but I guess, you know, it's fair. It's a fair question. I mean, I get it. If there were two people on stage looking as similar as we do, yeah, I don't get why people ask, but I guess. Yeah. They want to people. Believe. People have asked me if I'm an actual brother. Yeah. I have to say, I have to say no, but you look anymore, I'm just like us. I'm not going to start saying yes. You, you look like easy. you look like me, and you look like Nick, <laughs> and so <laughs> you're kind of this. Well, Jake's, Jake's been there since the beginning. You know, back when we were playing these little dive bars and coffee shops that we were getting kicked out yeah. of because we were too loud and actually too um, loud and too young. Too young. You we played, weren't even old enough. Jake, when you first started playing with us, you played bass. Yeah. And yeah, you're, you're a drummer by trade, so yeah. Yeah, so I'll I'll give the the story yeah. of how I got plugged in with you guys. So, um, <clears throat> man, when I was in like seventh grade or eighth grade, <laughs> I was playing I was playing guitar uh, for my youth group at church in my hometown. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to E Free. Youth groups Carney, in Kearney, Nebraska. Um, yeah, so I was playing guitar, and we kind of were cycling through all these different um, worship directors for this youth group band. For whatever reason, nobody wanted the job, it seemed like. Um, so that's when, for some reason, Nick decided to step in for like t- two or three weeks or whatever. <laughs> But that's how that's how I met Nick. Uh, we played the same two songs every week for about a month. That was um, by Nick's choice, I'm sure. Every every Wednesday <laughs> night, was. he had some. I didn't want to learn anything new, dude. I turn around, that. turn around and Jake, you know, slapping the skins, and I'm like, "Who is this kid?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was playing guitar then, and then flash forward uh, a couple years, my. Uh, small group leader in that church ended up being your guys' bass player for yep. a little bit. That's right. Um, and one summer, he he went away to work at a summer camp or something, as most people who work at churches do with their <laughs> lives in the summer. <laughs> and I had known that you guys were in a band, so I was like, hey, if you guys need someone to play bass for you this summer while uh, Dan is gone, yep. you know, I play guitar, I can play bass. And as so, anyone who has ever played with us knows, if you say something like that, you have sold your yeah, soul to us for the rest of your life. <laughs> yep, yep. So about like good. 
about like one day later, uh, <laughs> we had a, a a rehearsal at the house that Tyler was living at at the time. Wait, Jake, and, I gotta say, let me interject here. Nick, yeah. Nick texted me um, that day before we did the rehearsal and was like, "Hey, I know this kid named Jake, and he's super good at drums." But he was talking about doing a bass, and I was like, I don't know anything about the drums, and I don't know anything about the bass, but I feel like if there was any two instruments that kind of went together, it would be those two. (laughs) And so if he says he can play the bass, let's just find out. Yep. And so go ahead. Yeah, we went out to my house. Yeah, I went out to Tyler's house in the garage and set up a, a bass and... Just played through these songs that I had never heard before, and you guys were blown away that I could read a chord chart and yeah. play the notes on time. So, <laughs> yeah, man, I can't even read music still, so I'm still blown away. That's uh, that's that was yeah. how I met. That's the first time I met Tyler. Was we yep. had uh, band practice. I'm not totally sure that you didn't have to drive me because I don't know how. Oh, I yeah. guess I was. I was probably 16 at that point. Yeah, yeah I, I was super. I was 16. super young. Yeah, I think you just turned 16 because you you still were you were driving the old white. Mm. So uh, then yeah. I remember we had a sort of get together at the house after that rehearsal where we had like a barbecue. Yep, cool. Was supposed unquote. to be a barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I wasn't really familiar with a girl at the mm, time. I said I said grill, not girl. I was not familiar with a grill (laughs) at the time. And it was, um, you know, we had some like grill safe lighter fluid um, and then basically just this little charcoal grill. And we invited, Nick was there, a bunch of people were there and we invited Jake out and one of his friends and said, hey, we're going to be cooking some burgers if you guys want to come out. And uh, well, I guess I should have been more, aware of my inability to cook meat <laughs> on a warm open surface at the time but right i th- put some beef patties on the grill and the charcoal was there so that was good but it <laughs> seemed kind of cool to me so i took the grill safe lighter fluid and i basically just doused the entire grill in lighter fluid <laughs> so, while the meat was on the grill <laughs> yeah that should be specified so by the time the burgers had sort of flame broiled from the uh, <laughs> lighter fluid jake was kind of like you know we're good man we're just <laughs> We're not hungry anymore. We had been, my friend and I, my friend and I had been standing by this, like over this grill with Tyler for like what seemed like an hour, just kind of watching him like push around raw meat on the grates with the spatula. And then finally, when he dumped uh, lighter fluid all over it, we were like, hey man, I think uh, we're just going to go hang out with my girlfriends because we were, you know. High schools, yeah. high schoolers with girlfriends. No, I think to avoid food poisoning or something worse, that was probably. But also, it was uh, it's, it's worth noting that we were, he and I were on the football team together. So we were like always hungry. So we yeah. showed up like ready to <laughs> mow on some burgers. And well, meanwhile, I'm just lighting <laughs> some raw meat on <laughs> Tyler is standing over it with like a flint starter trying uh, to. I have since grown slightly in my grilling capabilities and um i can honestly say that 
if you're at a barbecue and I'm there and an, another person is there, you might want to just ask them to cook the meat. <laughs> anyway, I, I mean, I'm not terrible at it, but I haven't got a whole lot better at it since then. You know, I just think lighter fluid as a whole when you're cooking is not a good idea. Mm. You know? Yeah. And I I don't want to get into, you know, I know we promised people at the beginning of this podcast that we were going to be grilling connoisseurs. I don't want to get into that, but (laughs) (laughs) what I'm saying. You don't have a favorite kind of lighter fluid you like to soak (laughs) your meat in before you put it on the grill? (laughs) What I'm saying is if I... If I invite you to a barbecue in the future, uh, just rest assured that I am probably just providing the drinks and or the entertainment. Um, someone yeah. else will be cooking the meat. So yeah, um, hey, it's fine. That's how we all met. You know, um, you know. I think Jake and I, after we first met the first time, we took a long walk and talked about the oh, girlfriends yeah. that we had at the time and um, short of how terrible they were. <laughs> even though even though they probably weren't <laughs> i think we were just you know uh, we didn't know what we wanted just we like we were young young bucks man any woman doesn't you guys know were, what she wants you guys were what 3 4 years younger than me so whenever yeah. we we'd go play somewhere too it was me sneaking you guys into this bar yep. well see that's kind of the I spread mean, that's yeah. kind of cool among the three of us is we all sort of have a three-year spread on each other. So we're kind of right. all walking in different points in life. But also, I think in this current time, age with friendship and stuff isn't really a big deal anymore. It's kind of like after you leave high school, there can be a give or take almost like five or seven years where it's mm. just like, I could hang out with anyone as long as we kind of have, as long as we don't want to kill each other after we hang out, you know? Yeah. So that was really good. That whole meeting each other led to kind of where we are now with uh, Jake uh, doing percussion for the Talbot brothers as often as we can have him. And, um, you know, obviously we've always been friends. And so we have slowed down as far as touring, which has been a big part of Jake's role in the Talbot brothers. But, um, this whole podcast, this whole thing was selfishly sort of kind of us wanting to be able to still hang out (laughs) while while we can't play music together, which I hope you as a listener, all 10 of you, um, would benefit from in a way, you know, that, uh, we all sort of have, well, we're really um, quite spread out. You know, I guess um, I'm in the middle of the United States right now. Uh, Nick is, I have no idea where. And then Nick is, or Jake is west of me, or east of me. So it's just a... I'm not going to lie, I lost you, bro. I don't, I don't <laughs> even know which direction. Tyler's <laughs> in Nebraska, I'm in Kansas City, and Nick is somewhere on west of there. <laughs> yeah, he's somewhere near the ocean. So I'm, I, I gotta, you will all find out throughout this podcast that geography was my worst subject. But um, 
but yeah, he's okay. a hell of a driver. So I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he can drive anywhere. He doesn't know where he's going, but he definitely knows how to get there. <laughs> I just follow the little icon on the Garmin GPS and yeah. I arrive. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny too that Jake's been there since pretty much since the beginning of us creating music and playing music. So he's kind of had this like unsung hero role. So I'm glad that we can actually kind of talk about that and bring out all these stories about mm. just everything that you've been a part of since pretty much since we've really been a band. And oh yeah. It's, it's been pretty cool to experience so much and so much change with like, you know, throughout traveling the nation and like, just random stuff that happens in growth together and still be this connected and, and be, you know, different time zones. But it's pretty funny too. Like I think falling into certain roles on tour is always really interesting and it takes a little time, <laughs> but like to figure mm -hmm. out, you know, who does what, like mm -hmm. admitting to yourself what you can't do, I think is a big part of it and not yeah. trying to like, you know, do everything, but. Every time we have Jake out, he, like, ends up handling all the stuff that, like, is really important that needs to be done, but nobody really knows exactly at the time what it yeah. is. And he just, like, comes out. I remember we flew him out to uh, a show, like, it was, like, some lentil <laughs> yeah. festival or something. That's what I was going <laughs> to talk about. Yeah. Spokane, Washington. Yeah, yeah, there it is. And uh, the bass player that we had, Kerry, great guy. Uh, Kerry Samsel has his own side project. You should check that out. This is a shameless plug. It's not as good. Just kidding. <laughs> it's really, it's really good. It's super good. Yeah, he's better than us, but it's fine. And we, uh, we got there, and Jake just rolls up. Kerry had no idea who Jake was. They'd never met. And Jake, you know, he gets off the plane, and we go to this festival and do like a quick sound check, and then we're playing within like a few hours and. Carrie comes up to me, like, I think it was right towards the end of the show, right after, and he's like, where the hell did you find this guy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he knew right away that there was chemistry there and that yeah. we had been playing with, and he, Jake really understood our style and Yeah, and I like think that. that's huge. I think when you're able to have that, just, you know, not even just in music, but just an experience with somebody, it goes a long ways, especially in something you know, like performance live and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I definitely er learned early on too, that like, um, socializing with people after the show is not my talent. So <laughs> that's why when you guys come back from your meet and greets, your cables are all nicely wrapped and things are put away. I know, man, it's, it's a miracle. It's just, that's, you know, that's what I'm comfortable doing. So. Yeah, man. I'm fine with that. It's, it's really cool to just have those types of jobs with, with that too I think that's kind of hard for some bands and I think yeah. other bands it's just it's kind of like breathing you just figure it out Tyler I mm -hmm. mean he's behind the wheel and just like can he can drive further and longer than any human being I've ever met <laughs> which is almost a problem but it's <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty miraculous I remember waking up sometimes just like 12 hours down the road and he's just Red eyeing it up front, white knuckling <laughs> it through a storm or something. I'm like, I'm like, where the hell are we? How long have we been driving? I remember one time um, we left from 
it was like northern Idaho. We played a festival kind of back in the woods almost. And we drove to a show in Iowa uh, yes. that night, which is about four states away. Jeez. According to the map that I have pulled up here on Google since I'm not good at this. And I remember seeing the sunset in Idaho and then seeing the sunrise right on the Nebraska-Iowa border and being like, is this safe? <laughs> Should we pull over? But at the time, Nick and I were in a a van that we bought for, what was it? Uh, From St. Louis. 3500 bucks or something. And the bed in the back was basically like one of those automated um, Mm -hmm. full-size beds that drops down. So anytime Nick and I had the option to keep driving instead of sleeping next to each other, um, <laughs> on a sticky leather sweaty on couch. A sticky leather couch. Yeah, it should be noted that it wasn't a bed. Okay, no, it, it was, was a it was, was a it. leather van seat that turned into a little Almost sleeping a perch. It, was, it wasn't. Yeah. Even, it wasn't even quite horizontal. Like your back no. was arched, no matter which way you laid. You could you could feel the hinge in it. Like I remember trying to sleep on that thing. It was it was miserable. Yeah, yeah. it was pretty brutal. Terrible choice. Called so, her Goldie. We we found her on, on uh, Craigslist in St. Louis. I just had to interject yeah. and say that. No, Classic. that's fine. I was just saying, I think the three of us together in, you know, as it is with a lot of musicians and uh, bands that travel, um, you see like the sunset and sunrise in completely different places really often. And I think one of the things the three of us always talk about is how much we don't actually experience a city Mm. or a state that we're in, you know, when we're traveling, you know, I can say that I've been to a majority of the states in the U S but I have not actually spent any time (laughs) in most of those cities. You know, there's really only like maybe 10 cities in the U S that I can remember specific experiences that weren't like, we drive in super late at night, mm-hmm. play the show, and then take off before mm-hmm. the sunrise or at sunrise, and we're already in the next state, and we didn't even have you know a local beer or a restaurant that was recommended, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's just, yeah, I think our kind of skewed like from what people say, you know. They're like, yeah, oh man, you guys must experience a lot. You must see a, a ton of stuff, and you just <laughs> and, you don't. There's not time. And I mean, yeah. I, you know, in Chicago, we experienced, you know, loading into a venue and a guy walking down the alley. Uh, <laughs> Asking for Jake. <laughs> they're, la- they're laughing because they know. Yeah. Uh, wanting to switch shirts with Jake for some reason. And then, well, because mine was a nice shirt and his wasn't. <laughs> his wasn't quite as nice. <laughs> Simple. <laughs> I'm not trying to be a jerk, but to paint the picture, this guy was homeless. So, but, like, yeah. naturally he wanted the yes. upgrade shirt game, but yeah, I couldn't let it happen, and unfortunately. To, to top that experience off, he wanted to come in that night and uh, perform with us on stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, he basically said he was kind of an R&B, um, an artist, and I could imagine maybe before he got to the point he was <laughs> at the night we met him, that maybe right. he, he, it's possible, he sang us a song um, he did. He did that sing. we won't repeat here. Um, because of the content and um but just these things like you know 
we, we can say that we have not spent a ton of time in Chicago um, as tourists, but we have kind of seen like the the back alley of Chicago almost yeah. in a way, you know, you know what I mean? And at the venue, we meet tons of people that are super familiar with the area and recommend, Oh, you guys should go here for breakfast tomorrow. And we're like, yeah, well, they recommend stuff we write down, but never do. They're like, you, yeah, <laughs> we we're always time. like breakfast sounds great, but we're probably going to hit a Denny's at about 3 AM on the highway. Right. <laughs> somewhere somewhere so. between here and our next city. Yeah. It's all written down. It's just not necessarily um, places that we have been to. So Yeah, we keep notes. We keep track. Yep. And if anyone ever asks, if you all would love recommendations of some of the best places to go in a city or a state, even, uh, we have that. Yeah, but just I can DM t- us, man. Just go to our Instagram, <laughs> send us a DM. We'll tell you where the best Denny is off which highway. <laughs> I can tell you, though, that we've probably only been to about 30% of the places that we're yeah. going to recommend. Yeah, to I you, think so. I, I always think it's interesting. Like, this is just one example of all of the, the misconceptions of like your guys' life, of what it's like to be like a working class touring mus- musician, right? I think a lot of people think that even just like, I think we could do a whole episode on like the way that a show day actually goes versus the way that like our friends that are coming to the show or our family or whoever like thinks it's going. Like the amount of times that I've had to, my family has, has finally like figured it out, but the amount of times that I've had to explain to them that like, no, I can't like come hang out before the show, you know, like of zero time. Yeah, like it's there's no time and then once you have the like 2 hours or so before you actually take the stage, there's like people in the venue, so it like ruins the whole thing to oh, be like yeah. out and about and like talking to people, you know? Like yes. not not that anyone would recognize me or maybe even you guys depending <laughs> on where would. we're playing, but <laughs> it's well, just like it, it throws you out yeah. Right. You're There's trying to eat. You're trying you to get in the zone. Sure. Like it, it throws you out of the routine. And mm-hmm. yeah, I've yeah. I've had multiple friends and family like get upset with me because I couldn't like hang out with them Where before or after the show. Like I didn't go out to the bars with them after the show. I'm like, dude, I'm like four <laughs> hours away already. <laughs> <laughs> it's super frustrating, man. You just always feel bad because you know they come out and they spend their money on a ticket and they're like spending their time there and you really spend like five minutes talking to them that right. whole time and you, we always leave feeling super bad about that and I feel like you know when we're able to do like a meet and greet it's always nice because you get a little bit of time to just hang out but it's few and far between for sure and yeah, you know we we try to tell people like don't take it personally we, we're <laughs> literally setting up and tearing down and well, changing right. our clothes and trying to eat as fast as yeah. we can you know and the, the weirdest part about off. the job is you know you are weekends and holidays and and where basically the rest of the country is on a weekends off holidays off schedule mm-hmm. they don't sometimes realize that okay maybe you are playing a friday night and they get to sleep in tomorrow but mm-hmm. you have to go from uh, Missouri to uh, Illinois 
the next morning and be there in time for load-in, which is usually early in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, just parking the van in itself is like at least an hour mm-hmm. <laughs> of, of figuring out. Of, driving around the block 16 times <laughs> trying to figure out where you won't get a ticket yeah, because exactly. the, venue, the venue never has <laughs> adequate parking oh, for vans. Yeah, for some reason, venues are like, yes, yes, come play. And it fits a Toyota Camry. You know, <laughs> right. That's it. There's nowhere for you to park. And I think kind of more lately in our touring and stuff, maybe last year, um, it has been places where we've had the luxury of a couple orange cones out front. Yeah, orange cones you, are your best friend when you're in a <laughs> You guys have graduated to the orange cone level. <laughs> I, think, yeah, I think we need to just pick a couple up and go Keep them. plant them in the morning or something like yep. that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, last nope. year was it last year or the year before we we uh, we got a different vehicle, which has been a little bit more relaxing because you now you can like stand up and put your pants on, which is <laughs> really great. Mm-hmm. And it's the little things that keep you happy. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely one. It only takes three years of putting your pants on while you're sitting down exactly. to break down and buy a new vehicle, <laughs> <laughs> or for the vehicle to break down and make you buy. Oh, right. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You it's, bust the seat out, pushing up against the, trying to get your pants exactly. in. Exactly. You <laughs> yeah. know, all that, all that fast food. <laughs> no, we, we stray from fast food now. I think for a long time we used to, but we're, we're all pretty healthy. We're all pretty active, which is half the battle when you're drinking whiskey and trying new IPAs every other night. Yeah. Well, so. I honestly think out of the three of us, um, Jake has his thumb on that pulse better than all three of us. And I would say Nick has a better pulse on it than I do. So Nick has, bu- Nick has a better pulse than Tyler does. Absolutely. His <laughs> blood pressure is probably a little lower than mine. I'm older, but, it's ironic. But, <laughs> but um, you know, throughout this podcast, there might be times that we talk about that and just well-being and... Um, it's something that's kind of important to all of us. And I think um, not not necessarily for reasons of like wanting to be the biggest gorilla at the zoo, but just for mm. wanting to be healthy. And, you know, healthy usually means a more sustainable life that we can kind of keep continuing to do the things that we're doing. But um, not losing yeah. your breath when you go down the stairs. You know, I think this is really cool that I'm able to reference someone else's podcast during our podcast because I've it's been like a dream of mine for the last five <laughs> years. But, you know, I think it was really interesting um, speaking of road and uh, speaking of tour and the food that we eat while on tour. Um, Jake's podcast with his sister that's relatively relatable is the name of the podcast. Um, Mm -hmm. I think uh, a few podcasts ago, you guys were talking about kind of diet and um, lifestyle choices. And it was basically your sister asking you questions (laughs) and, and throwing, which was awesome. She was like, you know, I'm eating Chipotle three times a week. Why am I not (laughs) seeing the benefits of that? And you were talking about quantities and things like that. And I think, um, you know, throughout this podcast, it's really, it's something that we care about to be able to not only talk about the road or what the three of us do together, but 
um, especially right now with the state of the world. Uh, yeah, that able, thing. Yeah, the thing that's happening. The unspoken thing. Uh, to be able to talk about our lives and how we go through them. And uh, we're not doing it any better than anyone else. <laughs> and I'm sure if there's any uh, avenue that we excel in, there's a multitude of others that we are completely lost in. But um, as this podcast goes, we're not asking anyone to get on our mindset of how we view the world and things. We're just trying to talk about the way we see it as guys that, um, you know, we, we all do similar things, but we also do very different things when we're not Mm -hmm. doing music together. So, um, I think, I think just Jake being able to bring in that world of working at Garmin and tech and fitness and health and then, Nick bringing in expertise on the best taco places, and then me bringing in. <laughs> That's my only, my only yeah. Nick Talbot taco expert. <laughs> <laughs> he really is, though, actually. We, you know, we should talk about the business, too, sometime in this podcast, like the business side of operating a, a band and just, like, yeah. building mm-hmm. that, too, because I think with any small business that you have all these you know, these trials and these things that you have to go through. And I think it's, yeah, it's cool to kind of share some of the things we've learned and some of the things that we're still working on. Yeah. And some of the things that we failed at that have turned out to be successes later. Um, and but, I think, you know, one of the things I think Jake and I were just talking about this the other week, but Nick, you and I have talked about this before is how there is, you know, you have Apple, right. Who, is arguably, probably not arguably, the biggest tech company in the world, right? And there are many other companies that are creating tech and providing uh, health insurance and 401ks for their employees. And I think one of the biggest things with music and bands is we, you know, we see your Lady Gaga's and um, artists that kind of have a bigger stage than we do as your Apple, right? You know, mm-hmm. the, it's a, uh, a goal. Um, they may be leading the space, the industry, but there are several steps below that. <laughs> that, you know, it, not, not everyone is Apple, but I can guarantee there are tons of tech companies that their employees are making a living and have health care and are able to support their families. So, as we talk about band life, um, even from a business perspective, we want to be able to say um, we have found a way to make a living doing music, and it's it's amazing and it's a hard whale to catch. But um, there are certain steps that we took that were literally just following in the footsteps of other people that have done great things, and there's also stuff we've learned along the way to uh, adapt our own code or mindset when we're getting work done. So um, this whole podcast is going to never have us feeling like we have the answer and no one listening does (laughs) because (laughs) just all three of us have Google open right here at this very moment and Mm -hmm. we can 
correct ourselves on anything that we say incorrectly. So yeah, back to you know, I, I yeah. we want people to be able to feel like they're connecting with just uh, people that are living normal lives, but also we can kind of lend a unique perspective because of what we do. You know, not everyone tours the country for most of the year for a job, you know? Right. And like, there's sometimes I talk to Nick and I'm like, I think it could be a truck driver because I see those guys dozing off and swaying around their lanes most mm-hmm. <laughs> as we're traveling from state to state. But, um, we're all kind of connected, especially right now with the unnamed thing that's happening to the world. Mm. We're all connected in a way trying to find a way to maintain some normalcy while still keeping our jobs and put buying groceries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And still finding time to try new beers and new whiskeys yeah. and new food. I'll tell you, I've tried a lot more new beers and whiskeys in the last few months than oh. I had years before that. So. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You finally have the time. Thank God for the liquor store. <laughs> Essential, Essential business. business. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah, one of our favorites we're actually drinking right now is uh, Pinhook, and mm. it's some good stuff. They're based on the East Coast, and really, really great people, really, really great whiskey. And, Sponsor? Uh, just Not give a shout out. <laughs> shout out. Yeah. Not a sponsor, but um, we are we'll not. Talk. In, we are not entirely sure where we are going to put the ads in this podcast yet. Um, we're thinking about every minute and a half. We'll just throw in an ad. Yeah, we just <laughs> no, want to make sure we cover all the bases. The best part about <laughs> podcasts is you can skip them if you want to, uh, but we only during this are going to hopefully join forces with. Um, brands that we really care about that we feel like if you saw us on the street we wouldn't be like yeah man we don't drink pinhook because <laughs> we totally do <laughs> like probably more than most people so yeah um that's another thing too that we're really excited about is to be able to collaborate with um other brands and companies that are kind of going through the same thing that we are right now almost yeah, in a way helping each other out supporting the fellow man yeah. and, and other small businesses and big businesses. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that I wanted to talk about um, just briefly to kind of give people a perspective on how all three of us are neither an elephant or a donkey. And I mean, <laughs> we... <laughs> Ty- Tyler's been, Tyler has been itching to talk about politics oh, for some so reason. <laughs> And like I've I've been told been telling him no 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 but he, here he goes going here rogue go. so listen here he this, goes again here I go here I go again um, basically I think we, so the, all three of us grew up in the Midwest so we have um, kind of a set mindset already underlying a lot of the decisions we make but I think you know depending on when this podcast releases this might be. Um, prime time for this kind of conversation and basically I just kind of wanted to talk amongst the three of us about your ideas on kind of where what you feel I guess as an individual is being affected by what's going on and um, I know that 
in the Midwest. There's a lot of time spent on Fox News, and I know that <laughs> uh, in the West, you know, the Western United States, there's a lot of time spent on anything but Fox News. And um, I just kind of wanted to start it out by saying that I'm trying to keep my finger on what's going on and um, how there are very different mindsets coming up with this presidential election. And I think we can talk about the state <laughs> of mind of both of the presidents <laughs> that <laughs> are coming to, the, you know, bringing their thing to the table. And I, you know, I think, um, you know, we've, we've seen a lot um, over the last four years with uh, our current president, and um, we also had the Democratic nominee. Uh, he has a little bit of a history, too, as far as um, going with Obama and things over the last... Yeah, a small it, job called the vice president of the no United States. No big deal, <laughs> right. So um, it's, a pretty, it's a pretty cool head-to-head that's coming up, you know, and I, I guess I just kind of want to see... Uh, what you guys think about it and we can even talk about uh, Twitter if you want to just uh, just know that if you're listening to this podcast that we don't have any stake in any side we're just people trying to figure out how it all makes sense to us <laughs> when we wake up and right. go to sleep at night right so we're we're all three severely unqualified yeah very politically to give any, any sort of viewpoint, <laughs> but we still have opinions and views. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So Nick, um, one of the things that we want to talk about is um, you probably have a better idea of what's happening um, out west, and it's, uh, it's interesting. You, you, no matter where you are, I know that you're always paying attention to what's happening out there. So I want to see. How it is, has it affected you at all or anyone you know at all? Yeah, it's, it's been interesting to see how things have played out just kind of locally and regionally in different areas. And you have definitely division, you know, of people who feel like their side is the best. And there's this constant need for people to share how they feel and convince you that the way they feel is the only way to feel mm -hmm. and I think it's really interesting coming from the Midwest and a very conservative place growing up and seeing you know the more outspoken the more liberal side of things which has kind of to be honest it's helped me recognize a lot of things and question a lot of things just because I think where you grow up sometimes you know if you don't have a, a lot of experiences outside of that place you kind of get stuck in your own bias and you don't really question it you kind of just go along yep. and that's one of the benefits about traveling and, and seeing a lot of places as you experience these different cultures these different ways that mm -hmm. people do things and um, for me that's been you know, a breath of fresh air to just be able to be around things that are different than what I'm used to. Yeah. And, I, and being in Oregon, you know, it's, you know, we moved out there five years ago. And when we first were out there, I think we were both kids, you know, just kind of like dropped in cold water trying to figure out like yeah. 
you know, what is this? What, this is completely different. This is completely new. And then traveling everywhere else, you know, you see that too. And I, I think it's been good. I think, you know, it's been really eye-opening and it's been, I think, healthy to get that perspective that we might not have gotten if we would have stayed put. Not that there's yeah. anything wrong with that either. It's just, exactly. you know, for us, for me, I think, I'm not speaking for you, I guess. For me, I think it's been good. Yeah, you better not. This whole damn podcast, Bruno. <laughs> but I agree. I agree with that. I think um, the challenge to your upbringing and what you have just basically been told is right your whole life. And I'm not talking about your parents or your family, but as like a community or a state or a region in the U.S., just kind of what's right and what you should believe in. Um, you know, obviously it's well known that different regions in the u.s have for the majority uh very different viewpoints on things and i think you know us being brothers and us agreeing on 90 percent of things in life um except for where to eat and you know what what you're going to wear a gray t-shirt the same day i wear a gray t-shirt that's just what <laughs> happens but um I think that that challenge has been really good and especially uh, you and I not being in the same place right now has kind of um, kind of fed into that a little bit. Like we're both sort of molding our mindsets on what's happening in the country and um, the government and things. And uh, it's funny because we'll watch a debate, you know, you'll watch one and I'll watch one and we'll both kind of come back from that saying the same thing and then we'll watch um you know our current president do a speech somewhere and we might disagree on what we took away from that and i think that's kind of the whole idea behind a real democracy is that we are sort of shaping what we believe in um on our own you know it's not you yeah. can't. Is there really a news source? At least right? it, that's how it should be. Yeah, I think. I don't, I don't know. Think, if, no. I don't know if that's how it always works out. <laughs> no, it isn't. <laughs> is there a news source right now that you know? I hope people after we make this podcast, this first episode, tell us. But is there a news source right now that is completely unbiased on? You know. Well, I think everybody has a bias, whether you admit it or not. <laughs> I, yeah. I think you, not just politically speaking, but in life, I think you go through life and you create biases from experience and you have this kind of unspoken feel or mindset and you kind of just go with it until there's something yeah. else that presents itself. And I, I think that's the hardest thing about the human condition is if you don't experience a lot and you don't, you know, gain knowledge and research and just... Right grow your own mindset then you kind of just stuck in that yeah i mean i agree with that completely and i feel like jake you were born in colorado right yeah and then you lived in nebraska when we met moved, you moved to nebraska when i was seven so never really experienced colorado in any significant <laughs> sure. way like just the water formatively but 
water parks. Age six yeah. was a, a very formidable year. <laughs> yeah, I really developed my political standpoint at the age of six. Well, right. what I'm saying is then from Nebraska for school and then to Missouri uh, for work, right? Mm. You say Missouri mm-hmm. or you say Kansas? Well, I'm, technically, I live in Kansas. Yeah. So you work in Kansas? But too? Missouri, yeah. But okay. Missouri is just a couple blocks away from here, which is weird. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't. I've never really had any desire to get into like politics. Like my dad, I remember growing up, my dad was always super into it. And I, I mean, obviously, as an adult, you kind of by default get more interested in it because it has more bearing on your life at that point. But mm-hmm. I just remember like it being super boring and like <laughs> and I I honestly do still feel that way most of the time. <laughs> um but I like you said I I sort of developed some just like a nature versus nurture kind of thing just like mm-hmm. based on where I grew up like I grew up in a town of 30,000 people which to some is a lot but to yeah. most people um, it's not very many, so it's pretty easy to feel like you're just kind of in an echo chamber in a, yes. in a town of that size. So I was sort of imprinted by that pretty early on, and then I kind of moved up a city size when I went to college. And I feel like a lot of people talk about, you know, when they go to college, they're exposed to all these new ideologies and ideas, and I, I, I don't necessarily, f- I don't really resonate with that because I felt like I was kind of more of the same. Mm-hmm. I think I was exposed to more people that didn't think the same way as my upbringing. Yep. But by and large, like everyone that I was there with um, also grew up in Nebraska. Like uh, yep. I went to the University of Nebraska. So it's kind of just like a natural landing ground for a lot of people that grew up in Lincoln and a lot of the surrounding Nebraska towns and cities. So yeah. everyone still kind of had the same mindsets I feel like but um, I think the most like valuable time of my life so far has been um, the almost two years that I spent living you know I, I moved away from my family I moved away from my hometown granted it was only three hours away but still like went out on my own got a job and um, lived on my own for two years and um, that's not to say that like I live with my parents now, but I live with my mm-hmm. girlfriend now, but mm-hmm. you know, out on my own for two years and really starting to think about like what, not just politically, but like what I want my life to look like and what things I value for myself because yeah. I no longer have like, I don't even have a social group anymore to tell me like, um, what they think is important. Cause I had to make all new friends, like my family, Obviously, I still talk to them, but they don't see me every day. So, like, there's a lot that happens between the times that we see each other that changes the ways that I think. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I've only really started to think about, like, the world through my specific lens, Yeah, um, like, fairly recently. And what I've come to is that most of the time, I still just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Like, I think, like, I'll probably, I don't know. Of the 10 people that are listening to this, maybe 30% of them, so three of them will get really angry at what I'm about to say. But you can say I kind of think that people get really worked up over the presidential election. Yes. And I, I, ah, 
I'm scared There's so to say much this. More. I just don't think that it affects people to the degree that is worth like losing sleep over. Amen. Like I think a lot of times people overlook the importance of like what's going on in your local elections yes. because those are the people that like decide whether or not your city has to wear a mask to go yes. to the grocery store or whether or not you're even allowed to go to the grocery store. Like there's a lot of times where the federal government will say something and it's kind of this like vague hand wavy, like here's my recommendation. And then it's up to you, like your local governments to decide how to actually implement it. And that's yes. what's really more important is what I'm starting to realize. Yes. Um, I still don't vote in my local, <laughs> pres- yeah. in my local oh. elections, but <laughs> no one um, does. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just feel like the presidential campaign and it's just like low hanging fruit for like mm-hmm. conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, small talk fodder basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of people really enjoy having something to identify with and like feel really passionately about because yes, I think another thing that I've learned just being, being out of college where like when I was in college, even when I was in high school, everyone was really like passionate about something, right? Whether it be like I played sports in high school, everyone was super into that. In college, everyone was like really focused on their degree or whatever, because I was in a really intense, um, major, Mm -hmm. but most of my friends now have like very few common interests as I do. Um, and I'm starting to learn that a a lot of people in this world are just very apathetic in every aspect of their life. Mm. Um, except for when it comes to like feeling like you belong to something important, which is like their political party or their yeah. you know, opinions or ideas about anything. So I think it's just an easy thing for people to latch on to mm. and get really worked up on when it may or may not really affect you personally. But I, agree. That's not, I don't think it's unimportant. Like I, I just, I, I don't personally lose any sleep over it. Like I know no. some people really lie awake at night and no. <laughs> wonder wh- what they could be doing differently or if, if, you know, their life is crumbling around them because <laughs> the other party might take office for four years. And right. I, I don't personally resonate with any of that because I don't identify with any particular party. So like, no, I, uh, I've like bothered a lot of people by saying, I think sometimes it's good to like have a changing of the guard. You know, I think yeah, depending on the season of life that the world is in, each side brings something valuable. And sometimes I think, I don't know, I don't think it's healthy to have one set of ideology constantly like in charge. That's me. And I think the whole point of the democracy and the constitution was to make sure that no one person represented us as a country entirely, you know, to, make sure that that person was checked on a daily basis. And I think a lot of people, like you said, you know, um, they put a lot of stock into the election and not saying that's not important, but there's so much more behind just the most popular face that you see that's getting nominated. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of one of the things, you know, if we ever talk about, quote unquote politics because I don't even think we can say we're talking about politics because our, we have no idea. our interpretation of what politics of looks what's like, happening basically. in that big white building over there east. Um 
I think it's just kind of like, how does it affect our jobs and our lives? And um, having been to a lot of states and getting to know tons of people, um, I've got great friends that probably identify themselves as far right. And I've got great friends that probably identify themselves as far left. And I've never not been able to have a beer with that person and spend time. And I think that's kind of what I want is if we talk about it to sort of break down the walls of lines and color of, you know, red or blue, just where do we, the friends that we have all have different uh, beliefs and mindsets and we're able to still come together as people and you know talk about life and you know mm-hmm. like uh how much does your rent cost <laughs> you know like that that's the stuff that matters to us i i think right. i can speak for all three of us when we're just the only way that you can really live honestly is by navigating through your own day-to-day or your mm. your own monthly basis and then uh, sharing any kind of truth that you feel comes out of that and i thought it was interesting how we all sort of have a little bit of a different feel on what's going on, but I'm probably am among the three of us, the one that reads into it way too much. You know, I'm, I'm the kind of person that wakes up in the morning and first cup of coffee is listening to the news. And then Mm. I check in again on it later in the afternoon. But that all being said, no one has ever convinced me <laughs> to believe in anything mm. that I've heard. So I heard once uh, there's a saying, a quote that's uh, uh, the the definition of intelligent is to be able to entertain an idea without accepting it as your own doctrine. So I think just throughout this podcast and as we communicate, oh, we're allowed to break the fourth wall, right? Talk about that this is a podcast. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is so, still a podcast. Okay, so... I think well, I mean, for, you've been doing it for the last like, hour and 10 minutes. So. Yeah. <laughs> <We're>, <laughs> You're pro I, I have the same time on my clock. So I think that as we do that, we just want to be able to break down kind of the lines on all that stuff. And I'm not using this podcast as an is a way to talk about politics, even though I really want to. So if anybody out there wants to do another podcast where we talk about (laughs) I would be up for that. But I think just being able to live our everyday lives and keep in touch with what's going on, I don't want to be just talking about life like that stuff doesn't matter, you know? Yeah. Because our president right now is a celebrity. So it's just like (laughs) that's our industry. Uh, celebrity, um, kind of like high, uh, high profile um, people are kind of way up in our industry, or was kind of what we had to pay attention to, and especially as being creators, um, artists that write, we have to be able to keep track of what's going on in the world, so that we're one uh, understand it for ourselves, but that we're sensitive to it also. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't get up on stage and... (laughs) Yeah, I think it's really good to be aware. If you're not aware, then I I don't think you can be as as sensitive or vulnerable about the state of the world or what's going on. You know, I think we've always kind of looked at music as a vehicle for uh, 
you know, unity instead of division. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes there's a fine line because you, you don't want to, you know, not bring to light the current events and the issues that we're facing as people or as a country or, or whatever it is. Maybe it's that particular city. If there's an incident that happens locally and, and we're the ones that come in from four states away, you know, I think it's good to be aware of of what's really happening, you know, and, and to be in touch with where you're at and who you're surrounded by. Because, you know, I think if you go the other way, I think sometimes you can offend people by acting like you just don't give a shit. Yeah. And I, I think I think you have to really try to understand and just like you said it's a great quote i think it's like in songwriting you know you entertain an idea even if it's not something you accept or completely believe if you're not able to sing about it and talk about it and explore it you know then sometimes feelings and and things that you experience really come about from doing that and without doing that I, i don't think that opportunity is quite as present absolutely that's what yeah, I, I re- wanted. I didn't. I just didn't want to scare people away, <laughs> and let them know that we might talk about it sometimes, but not not to convince anybody to do any certain thing or be in any certain mindset. Just that we are just trying to figure out how it affects us and the people we love personally. Yeah, and we're know, all passionate so, about a lot of things, you know, with yeah. like mental health and and physical health, and you know, mm-hmm. small business and technology mm-hmm. and sports and yeah food so i would feel like we were dis- you know? discrediting people if we weren't paying attention to what was happening for you sure know? if at least we know what's going on even if we have no valuable information about yeah <laughs> what's happening i did want to ask one question probably the last thing that we talk about before mm-hmm. we wrap up but mm-hmm. you said something about uh if you want to be Something to the effect of needing to pay attention to current events as a songwriter. Um, So how do you feel about uh, the song Six Feet Apart by Luke Combs being absolutely about coronavirus and having to stay six feet apart from each other? I haven't even listened to it. I'm going to pull it up right now. Six feet apart. Just talking about that idea, I think that's... I don't know. I think when you really address something that specific and go into that much depth about it, sometimes it has the opposite effect. It comes across as pushy and in your face, and then it can cause people to completely yeah. tune it out. And not saying I've, that that's what that song is. I, I can't judge it. I never heard it. But I've, uh, I don't know. I don't want to develop this persona as like, the cynical crotchety guy on this on this show, but you can. We need one. I just I feel a certain way about um, really obvious songwriting sometimes, and this kind of feels like one of the classic like uh, arena country genre yeah. like low hanging fruit subjects and yeah. I just listened to the chorus, um, and I can say that I will never listen to that song ever again. <laughs> and I, and I just I, mean, <laughs> I'm I with guess, you. Yeah, I guess what I was, I don't want to just like bash on Luke Combs for doing this. Like, good on him for seeing mm-hmm. the the opportunity. But yeah. where do you guys, as songwriters and as artists, draw the line between like this is worth putting into a piece of art, or this is like 
just an easy, mm. you know, an easy single to release, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. I think we were exploring that every song, you know, I think it's a process and I, I think each record and each single is different. And I think for us, well, for me personally, I think exploring the idea of vulnerability and like being honest, even when it's really hard to be, even when you don't want to be and talk about the really hard shit. Mm -hmm. I think when you address that and you sit in the feelings and you really let it kind of consume you, not like in a completely unhealthy way, but really kind of almost dwell in it, you take away those feelings and those ideas. And sometimes that creates a really relatable song and it comes across unintentionally. You're just, mm -hmm. you're being honest. Mm -hmm. And I think, I mean, that's the this challenge. lyric video, this lyric video that I pulled up was the first one that came up and it has 67,000 likes and, uh, um, almost six and a half million views, you know, so there's something there. Well, I mean, everyone in this time can relate to the words, I miss my mom, I miss my dad. I miss giving I miss the hugs. road, I miss the band, I miss giving hugs and shaking yeah. hands. It's a mystery, I suppose. You know? Like, That's sweet. You know. That's sweet. But did he have to call it six feet apart? No. Yeah, the, the, the almost... <laughs> Yeah, that's almost like the, I feel yeah. like that's where it that's where it loses me. Like yeah. anyone could have listened to the song and been like, "Is this is this about that thing?" Mm -hmm. But then when he says six feet apart, it's like, "Oh, okay." You yeah. know, there I, was a group of them sitting together and said, "What should we call this song so that everybody clicks on it?" And mm -hmm. and Luke Combs' friend was like, "Let's call it six feet apart," and everyone was like, "Oh shit, man, <laughs> that's the best thing I ever heard." It's a banger. <laughs> It's a you know, and, there's, and you know, there's, I think, you know, how do you say that a song like this doesn't bring people together? Because just looking through the comments and stuff, it's like, <laughs> there's thousands of people connecting over this music. So yeah. we, can, we can say, you know, yes, like Nick said, you know, that it, really what we want to do during this time where we're not on the road is be really honest and not trying to write something that feels like we're capitalizing on a terrible thing that's right. happening. But, you know, like kind of, kind of more like, I don't think, Nick, maybe you can say differently, but anything that I've been writing over since, since the spring of this year, I haven't included anything about this yet. Have no, you? I think, no, I don't think directly, you know, I think it's a lot of the stuff that I've maybe put off dealing with a lot of the things that maybe have affected me personally and emotionally mm -hmm. because of the space it's allowed me to have that I didn't mm -hmm. necessarily have before. I think that's kind of what I've been writing about and focusing on and really this idea of kind of being honest and, and vulnerable and not yeah. looking at that as a weakness. Cause I think, you know, I, I think I grew up thinking if you were vulnerable that, you were weak, you know. Were if you, you born in the Midwest, boy? Yeah, you know, you, you were. You don't talk but about you have, how you feel. You have feelings? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't and, cry. And I think everybody has feelings, you know. It's just not everybody talks about it. And I think yeah. being able to do that and using music as a vehicle for that has been, um, it's been my way of coping and, and 
my way of being able to address those things, feeling like it's a safe place to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah, then you, you sing that song with, you know, 500 people in a room and mm-hmm. and they're singing along with you. And, you know, at least, you know, maybe the 10 people listening on the podcast would feel it <laughs> out of that 500. And yeah. I, th- I think it's good to to go there. I feel like, you know, it takes boldness and it takes... Um, it takes that vulnerability to, to do that. And I think bringing it back to your question, Jake, I think it's hard to like sometimes look at something as big as this thing that's happening in the world mm. and pretend everything's fine and write a song mm-hmm. that's happy and just like completely different direction. Not even really thinking that there's a thing. Yeah. It's you kind don't of like want to be that way. Making light of it almost. Most of the comments here actually are sort of taking like the time capsule vein. Like imagine mm. listening to this song in 20 years. They're going to know what we were going through. Right. Which I think is really interesting. And one, mm-hmm. of, one of the comments here that's really funny is people who dislike the song don't have hand sanitizer or toilet paper during quarantine. <laughs> you know, it's just like, this is another thing to bring wow. people together. So as much as I do not connect with the song yeah, or, or I feel like it's just a, well, what's your take on it, bro? With, with writing some, about something so directly, like Jake said, is yeah. it, is it, uh, like, how do you feel about that? I don't like it. I mean, I don't. I don't like using a a current event as song. And I mean, they knew what they were doing. And maybe maybe this did mean something to him. You know, maybe he, he really means that he misses his mom and his dad. But I think most of us have seen our mom and dads more than we ever have during quarantine. You know, some of us. But I think it's just kind of a weird thing. Where do you draw the line between? a current event and everything that we're all kind of going through at the same time. I can't be mad about it, really. I yeah, wouldn't I, I wouldn't write it. I'm not mad about the song and I'm not mad that he wrote a song about the thing. Mhm. I'm just like I feel a very certain way about like buzzwords in songs, the yeah. things that are like current event hot words, you know. Yeah. yeah. I I totally agree. I totally feel where you're coming from. I think I think when you really just come out and say it like it is like that, it can really be a, a turnoff for me when I hear a song yep. like that. And I well, think when I'm reading something or anything, you know, if there is those things that are said, I kind of tune out automatically and I don't mean mm-hmm. to. It's just, I just do it because it's like, I've heard this a million times. I've heard those terms over and over again. Hey, right. You know, I don't know how, new. I don't know how, serious he's taking the quarantine because it says here um on november 7th he'll be playing in st louis missouri at the enterprise center so um (laughs) (laughs) as much as he misses his mom and dad and misses you know the six feet apart thing he's still having a show (laughs) at the enterprise center so we're gonna all go the three of us we're gonna head to st louis jake that's not far for you no only a couple hours so we're going to go to the show, and then we can ask him what he was thinking about it, you know? And yeah. I, I, I totally think it's cool to write, like, an anthem, especially of the times, you know? But 
as far as Talbot Brothers go or anything that we've written, I don't think we've ever tried to do that. Have we? No, no, I don't think so. I think we kind of focus on just the human condition and how it relates. Mm -hmm. And I think whether there's a thing happening in the world or not, you're still Mm -hmm. focusing on what you're going through. And I think that's what people at the end of the day, there's different seasons of life and there's different things that you encounter in the world. And I, whether it's a pandemic or whatever, I think you, you have to just at the end of the day, decide for yourself who you are and how you fit into your small piece of the puzzle. And yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of the beauty about writing, you know, a song because it's, it exists in a certain place in the time. And I mean, bro, there's things that you've written that we still sing today that you don't even really connect with. And same thing for me, you know, it's, it's an interesting thing to, to go back to that and explore it though. So maybe something like this song could be that in 20 years. I think it could be like almost like the time capsule mentality. Yeah. It's interesting. Next generation is going to find this song. You know, how are they going to paint 2020 in the history books? (laughs) You know, just (laughs) dumpster fire. That's a full chapter right there. Yeah. I did want to, real quick, I just wanted to do a quick fact check. Oh, thank you. To give Luke Combs some credit, his official website, all of his shows say rescheduled. Oh, okay. So So, uh, so YouTube is behind on his two dates. (laughs) I think he is not going to be playing at the Enterprise Center. Anyone who is thinking about going to that? Don't go. We we won't see you there. <laughs> because we told you it's happening. It's not probably happening. So. We'll still be in St. Louis. If you we'll still come. show up at the Enterprise Center to make sure. <laughs> we will we will double fact check. We will be yep. there and make sure it's not happening. <laughs> yeah, just well, so guys, everyone's aware, we're, no, we're not playing any shows the rest of this year either. Somebody <laughs> yeah. emailed us today and said they were going to see us this weekend. And I said, please don't go. I will be sad. You will be sad. There's yes. not a show. <laughs> We will all be sad. Yeah. Good. Um, Well, guys, we're coming up on almost an hour and a half here. Probably about Mm -hmm. time to wrap it up. To wrap it up. This is the time where in most podcasts, people will tell the listeners to like, comment, rate, or subscribe or whatever (laughs) to the show. Um, So, yeah. The 10 of you that have stuck through this this entire hour and a half, (laughs) we appreciate you. It's less than 10 now. Until 10 of you. The two of you that are still here, um, <laughs> if there's things in particular that you guys are like um, wanting to hear us pretend mm-hmm. to know things about, um, mm-hmm. let us know yep. and, you know, we'll throw it in. We're allowed to go on any tangent that we want to. <laughs> yep. So be prepared. No rules. No, no rules. rules like we no like. Rules. <laughs> All, right, guys, All right, guys. This was fun. We'll see you yep. next week. Yeah. Bye.